The Chicago Blackhawks have officially landed in Seattle and will be taking on the Kraken tonight for the first time in franchise history. I'll go over a full preview of the matchup as well as all the gambling lines and odds for the contest, courtesy of our friends over at Bet Online. And then to wrap things up, I'll discuss Rob Cookson being the latest addition to Derek King's staff, all right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, November 17th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. If you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you haven't yet, be sure to go and check out the video version of this episode on YouTube. I just started up on YouTube last week, folks. Still a little bit of a work in progress, but I believe I'm now fully up and running. I believe every episode will have a video posted to YouTube. And if you haven't done so yet, please go and show support. It'll only take a couple of seconds. Go and like this video and also subscribe to the Lockdown Blackhawks YouTube page. It'll help me out tremendously. And like I just said, it only takes two seconds. So again, please go and show some support by liking this video and also subscribing to the Lockdown Blackhawks YouTube page. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. And as always, thank you for tuning into today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Tonight, the Chicago Blackhawks are finally back in action after having four consecutive days off, which was probably a bit helpful for uh, Derek King to kind of make whatever changes he felt ne- necessary and to little uh, to get a little bit more acclimated with his new team. So four days off, the Blackhawks got some practice in, but now they're back in action tonight to take on the Seattle Kraken for the first time in franchise history. And these this is a matchup between two teams who are uh, kind of heading in different directions right now. While they both are near the bottom of the Western Conference standings at the moment, um, the Hawks currently have 10 points. Seattle's one place below them with nine. Uh, they're kind of going in, in opposite directions because the Blackhawks, as us Hawks fans know, have now strung together three consecutive victories, their longest winning streak of the season. While the Seattle Kraken have lost four consecutive games and six of their last seven, their only win during that stretch came at home against uh, the Buffalo Sabres. So not a really good streak as of late for the Kraken after they got off to a, a pretty strong start in their inaugural season. And now they sit at 4-10-1 through their first 15 games. The Blackhawks are 4-9-2. Uh, and two. So once again for the Blackhawks tonight, I think it's really important to take advantage of uh, a struggling Kraken team as of late. It's been tough sledding for them recently. As I said, they've lost six of their last seven. They've also lost back-to-back games at home. Uh, 
it's it's two teams kind of heading in opposite directions, even though they're both at the bottom of the standings. But one thing I really think is important for the Blackhawks to keep in mind is uh, this Seattle squad may not be as bad as their record or their their recent games show because uh, one thing that stood out to me when I was doing some some research on this on this matchup was um, just how much of a struggle it's been for Philip Grubauer and net for the Kraken after they gave him uh basically they gave him the bag this offseason to be their goaltender of the future but it's been a it's been a tough start here for Grubauer uh through his first 12 starts he has a 4-7 and 1 record with a 3.18 goals against average and a mere 880 save percentage and as us Blackhawks fans know, the first thing that kind of came to mind when I saw those poor of numbers from Grubauer was, oh, well, you know, maybe like the Blackhawks and Marc-Andre Fleury, maybe the defense in front of Grubauer hasn't been even close to good enough so far. But when I did a little bit of a deeper dive on the Kraken, I actually found out that this is a team defensively that's really solid. They're actually uh, allowing... 26.1 shots on goal per game. That's number one in the entire NHL, folks. And Philip Grubauer, despite facing 26 shots on net per night, has not been able to lead his team to many victories so far. So uh, e- even though this is uh, a Kraken team that isn't very record-wise, isn't very good right now, they're playing fine defensive hockey. They're just not getting the results that they need from their goaltender right now. Uh, And it's kind of interesting to put that in perspective. While the Kraken are allowing the lowest shots on goal per game out of any NHL team, they currently sit second to last in the NHL in goals allowed per game. The only one uh, that's behind them in the rankings in that category is the lowly Arizona Coyotes. Uh, So Seattle struggles they really have been mostly on Grubauer and the goaltending so far here in their first NHL campaign. And even though Seattle is near the bottom of the league in goals against the Blackhawks, I mean, they can't expect this to be an easy game for them offensively. And they have to do some, some of the dirty work in order to find the back of the net. You know Uh, they're just, in my opinion tonight with a struggling goaltender like Grubauer, who is getting the start for the Kraken tonight, by the way, The Blackhawks need to have two things. They need to have a shoot-first mentality every time they're in the offensive zone because, listen, this goalie's not stopping the ones he should right now. And also, I think they really need to focus on um, getting some traffic and just causing some commotion in, in front of Grubauer because if you get some net front presence and you try and take away that vision, you're going to make life even harder for him than it already is right now. So, um Clearly, Grubauer has not been been uh, up to the test so far for Seattle, and I think the Blackhawks need to take advantage of that tonight, especially when they have a struggling offense of their own. This is an opportunity for them to kind of get things going in the right direction, in my opinion. And speaking of offense, both these teams, I, it's been a struggle for both of them to find the back of the net with ease so far. Uh, even though the Blackhawks have now won three consecutive games, they still sit 30th in the HL, which is 2.13 goals scored per game, which is, I mean, if you look at this team on paper, that's kind of beyond sad. I never would have thought that this Blackhawks team would struggle to score goals more so than the one last year. It honestly doesn't even make any sense. Uh, so as I just talked about, I think this is an opportunity for the Hawks 
to maybe get that offense going. No one really has been able to do anything consistently aside from Alex DeBrinkett and Patrick Kane. It would be nice to get some help from the depth guys in the forward group as well. And on the other side, Seattle only averages 2.8 goals per game, which is good for 20th in the NHL. So two teams that rank in the bottom third offensively in the NHL, and both are bottom four in terms of defense as well. As for the special teams department, I think the advantage here once again is in the Blackhawks' favor because uh, with, with a power play goal on Friday night from Dylan Strome, which wound up being the game winner, the Hawks snapped a four-game goalless drought on the man advantage, and they're now all the way back up to 13th in the NHL at 20%, while the Kraken come into this one with the second worst power play in the NHL, converting on just 10.9% of their chances so far this season. And with the Hawks also having the fourth best penalty kill in the league right now, um, I think that definitely gives them gives them the advantage against a struggling Kraken power play. But one thing to consider is that in their past game on Friday against the Coyotes, the Hawks penalty kill did allow the Yotes man advantage to come through with a big time goal in the third period. That absolutely cannot happen here again tonight in what potentially could be another low scoring affair. Real quick, uh, some players to keep an eye on for the Kraken for you Blackhawks fans that are seeing them for the first time this year. Uh, it's been a, a lot of damage done by big the big three offensively for them. Jordan Eberle, Alexander Wenberg, and Jaden Schwartz. They've done a lot of the heavy lifting for the struggling offense so far. And in the last five games, Jordan Eberle has six goals and two assists. That now gives him a team-high eight tallies on the year as well as 12 points, both lead Seattle. So definitely got to keep an eye on Jordan Eberle, who uh, has cooked the Blackhawks in the past. And right behind him with 11 points is Alexander Wenberg, who's really been solid. He's been their assist man. I think he has nine, I believe only two goals. Uh, so Wenberg started out really hot. And then Jaden Schwartz, he also has six points in the last five games as well. So for the Blackhawks, got to look out for those big three on the offensive front for Seattle tonight. And as I mentioned earlier, the Kraken's defense, it's a lot better than people have given them credit for so far. Led by Captain Mark Giordano, a wily veteran. He's got a good supporting cast in Jamie Alexiak and Adam Larson around him, as well as Vince Dunn and Carson Soucy, who are two other pretty solid depth guys to round out the blue line. And if the Blackhawks, if they don't have that shoot-first mentality tonight, and if they're not making life difficult on Grubauer, this is a defense that can swarm you and, and won't allow too many opportunities. So uh, if the Blackhawks aren't able to have that proper mentality, then I really do believe uh, this could be another struggle offensively for both teams out in the West Coast. All right, that takes care of a preview on tonight's matchup with the Seattle Kraken. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to go over all the gambling lines and odds courtesy of our friends over at betonline.ag. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like double chocolate, salted caramel, they got strawberry, they got raspberry, and they now got a couple of unique new flavors as well. They got grasshopper cookie, which is really good if you're a fan of mint. They also have cookies and cream, and my personal favorite that I just got a box of recently, blueberry muffin. I mean, who would have thought there would be a blueberry muffin protein bar out there, and it tastes exactly like a muffin. And they also, aside from those flavors that I just mentioned, they have 
a tremendous selection, all of which are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber. So be sure to check out BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, that's a capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15 to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our exclusive promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. All right, welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment two now on the show today, let's talk about all the gambling lines and odds for tonight's game between the Blackhawks and the crack. And I'm going to pull up the latest odds here real quick. Give me one second. Betonline.ag. All right. At the moment, Seattle still comes in as the favorite at home. They're sitting at minus 150 money line, which is pretty interesting. While the Blackhawks are currently slight underdogs at plus 130. And listen, I know the Blackhawks haven't picked up a road win still on the season, but I I still feel like they're playing the right brand of hockey. They're right there on the cusp. And I, I feel like it's honestly the better bet here money line, because as I talked about earlier, Seattle has lost six of their last seven games, including four in a row and back-to-back losses in their own building. So to me, this seems like a pretty good time to take the Blackhawks as road underdogs. A $20 bet on the Hawks at plus 130 would turn into $26 of profit. That's probably my favorite bet here on the night, folks. As for the puck lines, the Kraken currently come in at plus 160 at minus one and a half, while the Hawks are minus 190 at plus one and a half. Tough. I would say that if you're trying to parlay the hockey games tonight, the Blackhawks minus 190 for plus one and a half isn't the worst bet in the world. You get a little bit of a cushion and you parlay that with something else, you'll get pretty close to even odds. Um, But I just probably wouldn't, unless you're parlaying that, I'm just not going to take that straight up when the Hawks are plus 130 to win the game outright. And, And for the Kraken, plus 160 to win by two goals, that's a pretty solid number if you were thinking of gambling on the Kraken. Um, you know, going up against a team, as I said, that's yet to win on the road this season, but also considering that Seattle's lost back-to-back home games at Climate Pledge Arena, both by multiple goals, might I add. Uh, even if I wasn't a Blackhawks fan, that probably would be enough to steer me away from taking Seattle puck line. So again, I really think that the best bet out of those four that I just mentioned are the Blackhawks money line at plus 130. As for the over-under, that comes in once again at five and a half. And uh, for all the people that tuned into the show on Friday when I said to take the under, I'm extremely sorry for that because Friday literally couldn't been more of a, of a snooze fest and not the game that I thought it was going to be offensively. It couldn't have been more boring. Um, and because of that, I really hope I'm not going to be wrong here tonight and do some damage to some of the listeners wallets out there. Uh, 
But this time, I am going to say to take the under, folks. Right now, the under actually is the slight favorite at minus 115. Oh, no, the over, just excuse me. The over is the slight favorite at minus 115. While the under on five and a half comes in at minus 105. So pretty similar lines either way you want to take it. I just think that the Blackhawks in their recent games, obviously, they've been playing a lot better defensively. They've also been getting some much better play from the goaltender position. and. What, what, since Derek King took over as the interim head coach, we're just, like I said, kind of playing a boring style of hockey. And also considering that the defense for the Kraken have been better than the numbers suggest, it's really just been the, the goaltender's fault. Um, I think this has the potential, sadly, to be another low-scoring affair out in Seattle, which honestly... As I just said, since Derek King took over, I mean, that's kind of, I think, the way, I don't know if he's necessarily wanted to play that way, but I think that's also kind of the way that the Blackhawks uh, are able to come away with wins right now. So, you know, so be it. If that's what it takes to get the job done, hey, we got to get that record up closer to 500 as we start to get start to get into the winter. So I'm going to take the under tonight, folks, a $20 bet on the under at five and a half at minus 105 would pay out $19 and four cents worth of profit. So it's pretty darn close to uh, even money. I think that's the way to go tonight in the matchup between the Hawks and the Kraken. As for my goal score tonight, I'm I'm still over on the season in this segment, uh, but I feel like one's got to be coming here soon in the next couple of games. And I think an also part of me getting these wrong is that I I don't want to say, oh, Alex DeBrinkett or Patrick Kane are going to be the goal scorers tonight. That's you know probably the smartest bet, but it's also the most obvious one, and it's not really all that fun. I like taking shots in the dark here. Uh, so tonight. I just got a feeling, folks, Dominic Kubalik finally is going to break through. He's hit the post in back-to-back games. On Friday against Arizona, he had multiple breakaway chances to end his nine-game goal drought, and I think tonight is the night that Kubalik finally snaps it and gets things going in the right direction. Kubalik currently sits at plus 240 to score a goal anytime tonight. $20 down on that would turn into $48 worth of profit if Kubelik is able to find the back of the net. And with the way that not only he, but also Jonathan Taze in that second line have had it going in the last couple of games, I, I really do think Kubelik to score a goal tonight is honestly a pretty likely outcome. All right, that finishes up all the gambling lines and odds for tonight's contest. Coming up in just a minute, I am going to go over the Hawks' projected lineup against the Kraken and the latest addition to Derek King's coaching staff. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Both the NFL and college football are starting to head towards the postseason. The UFC, as always, has some great fights again coming up this weekend. Maisha Tate versus uh, Ketlin Vieira. I'm going to have money on Vieira if you want to ride with me. Let's get it. I had Max Holloway last weekend. Cha-ching. You're welcome for all the money. And also, we're now in the midst of both the NBA and 
the NHL getting up and running. So for any sport that you want to gamble on, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKDOWN, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here on Lockdown Blackhawks. Moving into segment three now, before I let you all go and enjoy the rest of your Wednesdays, I also wanted to be sure to go over the Blackhawks' projected lineup for the game tonight against the Seattle Kraken. And as usual on game days, the reason that this episode is coming out a little bit later in the afternoon is I wanted to wait until after the morning skate to record the episode just so that I can get a better idea of who's going to be in the lineup for the Hawks tonight as well as who's going to be the starting goaltender. And also, of course, with Seattle, uh, the game being in Seattle tonight, they're a couple hours behind the central time zone. So uh, the morning skate for the Hawks just took place probably about 30 minutes ago, uh, right around like one o'clock, I would say, one thirty maybe. So um, that's the reason this episode's coming out a little bit later. For those of you who don't know yet, on game days during the week, I usually try to release the episodes a little bit later in the afternoon after the morning skate so I can have a better idea of who's going to be in and who's not. And what we learned from the morning skate this morning in Seattle is that first, Marc-Andre Fleury will once again be in net here tonight, making his third consecutive start for the Blackhawks. And it's been a, a pretty strong last couple of games for Flowery. He's only allowed three goals in that span while stopping 64 of the 67 shots that he's faced. And because of that, he's now finally starting to get those numbers back to uh, being a little bit more respectable. Fleury's now gotten that goals against average down to just 3.5 per game, while the save percentage is just a shade below 900. And one thing I wanted to be sure to mention today, going on a little bit of a rant here, folks, for all the Blackhawks media people out there and the analysts that questioned whether or not Marc-Andre Fleury even wanted to be here. First off, that's such a bold statement to make from someone who's not around the team every day and doesn't know Mark andre Fleury or talk to him. I mean, that's like, in my opinion, that's like saying Alex Nylander has bad work ethic. What proof do you have that Alex Nylander has bad work ethic? Are you watching him work out every day? Are, are you someone he talks to? Are you friends with someone that he knows? Like anytime anyone makes those kind of statements without having actual evidence of it. I just find it to be blasphemy. And that's how I felt about this Marc-Andre Fleury thing. They're like, does he even want to be here? Marc-Andre Fleury looks like he doesn't want to get out of here, man. How are you going to question Marc-Andre Fleury's integrity? Literally known as one of the best, if not the best teammate across the National Hockey League. I don't get how people were dogging him, especially when, to me, it was pretty obvious that the defense in front of him was really the one to blame. I mean, I know Flurry won the Vesna Trophy last year for best goaltender in the entire NHL, but he, he's not going to stop every two-on-one that the Hawks give up or every high-danger chance. You know, the defense was hanging out, hanging him out to dry night in and night out. That actually made me really upset to see people dogging Mark andre Flurry and questioning 
his mentality. But now with back-to-back strong performances, he shut all those people up in a hurry. And uh, he's a huge reason why the Blackhawks have finally been able to string together some victories. And I'm definitely glad to see Flower getting the start in that tonight for the Blackhawks for the third consecutive game. As for the rest of the lineup, not a whole lot of surprises coming out of the morning skate. Uh, other than the one little shocker was Mike Hardman wasn't on the ice to take part. And yesterday I was at Fifth Third Arena for practice before the Blackhawks hopped on their flight. And I personally didn't see anything happen with Hardman that would, you know, um, force him to miss this morning session and put his status in jeopardy for tonight's game. I'm sure Derek King's going to talk to the media. I actually haven't looked at my phone. Oh, Hardman. Ah, good thing I checked. Updates from Derek King. Hardman is feeling under the weather, not COVID related. They'll see how he feels tonight. I'd guess that he's probably not going to play since it's a four game road trip. Uh, they're about to head into Canada. They don't want to take any chances or anything. I bet that Mike Hardman uh, doesn't end up suiting up tonight, but that was kind of the one little surprise out of the Hawks morning skate. And in place of Hardman on the third line was our boy, Adam Goddat finally looks to be getting a chance here with some real playmakers and Henrik Borgstrom and Dylan Strom. And by the way, the rest of the Hawks forward lines, I guess I should mention this all remain the same as they've been in the past couple of days of practice to bring it doc and Kane up top Kubalik, Taze and Kara as the second line. And then the fourth line was Philip Kurashev, Ryan Carpenter and Reese Johnson. So, Goddard looks like he's finally going to get an opportunity here in the lineup. It's sad that it had to come at the expense of, of Hardman, obviously. Um, and who knows, maybe Hardman will wind up playing tonight against Seattle. I highly doubt it just because of the circumstances and a big road trips up and coming and they want to leave their options open. I think they also probably don't want to get any other players on their team or another team sick with this COVID world that we live in. Uh, so if I had to guess, I personally think that Mike Hardman probably will not be in the lineup tonight with Adam Gaudet slotting into that third line if he's not able to go. Uh, one thing also worth mentioning in the morning skate is that Brandon Hagel, who did travel with the team for the road trip as expected, was out there on the ice for the morning skate, and he was wearing a regular practice sweater like everyone else. No uh, white non-contact sweater or anything, even though there's never any contact at the morning skate. Um, that It was definitely a good sign that Hagel could potentially be returning to the lineup sooner than everyone expected, and maybe even for a game or two during this road trip. And on defense, um, the same six per usual were out there for the Hawks uh, with Calvin DeHaan, Seth Jones, Jake McCabe, Connor Murphy, Riley Stillman and Eric Gustafson. I don't know why that took me so long, boy. Uh, but the one little switch that they made on defense in terms of the pairings was that Calvin DeHaan jumped up to that top pairing with Seth Jones while Riley Stillman was bumped down to the third pairing with Eric Gustafson. And like Hagel, it's also worth noting that Caleb Jones once again uh, took part in the morning skate as well. He wasn't paired with anyone, though. He kind of served as that seventh defenseman, which... He is certainly uh, not the seventh defenseman behind Eric Gustafson. So seeing him not really paired with anyone during the morning skate kind of makes me think that he's not fully ready to return just yet. Um, but I do think that Saturday against the Oilers, I've talked about that in the past couple of shows, I, I do think that's a pretty likely date 
for Caleb to make his season debut because that's one that he's circled on the calendar. And honestly, with how I've seen him at practice recently, he seems pretty darn close to being 100%. So if not tonight, then I really think Saturday against Edmonton is the day for Caleb Jones to make his season debut. By the way, before I go real quick, folks, I also want to be sure that right before recording this episode, the Blackhawks, just a day after Jared Nightingale was hired as the assistant coach to join Anders Sorensen and his staff down in Rockford, the Blackhawks have also hired a new assistant coach of their own. Rob Cookson is the newest member of Derek King's staff with the Blackhawks. And Cookson, I uh, did some research on him real quick. He has a long history with Mark Crawford, who, by the way, with this hiring of Cookson, has been promoted from assistant coach to associate coach. I honestly don't really know the difference, but apparently it's a promotion. So good for you, Crow. Um, but talking about Cookson here, 60 years old, actually was never a professional player, but he's got tons of experience in the coaching side of things. Uh, and him and Crawford, as I just mentioned, they go way back. First, from 2012 to 2016, Cookson was the assistant coach under Mark Crawford with the ZSC Lions of the NLA. That's the team that, if you all remember, Pia Suter played for before making the jump over to North America with the Hawks. Uh, And in those four years together, Cookson and Crawford, those two led the Lions to a ton of success. They won the Swiss National Championship in 2014. They won the Swiss Cup in 2016. And they also won three consecutive NLA regular season championships spanning from 2013 to 2016. And then after those two had tremendous success success together over in Europe, when Mark Crawford was hired prior to the 2016 season to become the head coach of the Ottawa Senators. What did he do? He brought Rob Cookson along with him. And those two remained together for three seasons with the Sens, led the Senators to the Eastern Conference Final where they were so close to making it to the Stanley Cup. Game seven, overtime against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And what's kind of funny is Chris Kunitz, who's a player development coach now for the Hawks, is the one that scored that game seven overtime winner. I'm sure he gives Mark Crawford a ton of crap about that. And now he can uh, throw some jabs to Rob Cookson as well. Um, so it, it's just basically with everything I read, it just uh, it made a, a lot of sense for Cookson to come in and serve as serve as an assistant coach in this organization at the time. Uh, there's obviously a lot of chemistry there and they have tons of experience in different leagues that they've coached together for what is that uh, seven or eight years together. So um, a lot of experience, a lot of professional experience at, at the highest levels, which is something that Derek King just doesn't have a lot of in his bag. Uh, so it just seems like a smart hiring for the Blackhawks, someone that Crawford is very close with and can trust, uh, can rely on in all situations. He knows what kind of mentality he's going to provide game in and game out. And let's be honest about the situation here, folks. I mean, Mark Crawford is basically as much of the head coach of the Blackhawks as Derek King is. Kinger is just the one that's, uh, you know, kind of got the spotlight on him and is talking to the media and everything. Mark Crawford is still having a very heavy influence on this team. He's running things at practice. Uh, He's drawn up a lot of plays and such. He's controlling the defense. So to kind of cater to uh, Crawford's needs here and get someone that he has a lot of respect and also a lot of experience with in the past, uh, that just made 
honestly too much sense. I didn't know anything about Rob Cookson before they hired him, but after, you know, reading about his background in the past couple hours, I feel like it's a good fit. Obviously we're going to have to wait and see what happens, but on paper, this just definitely makes sense. Um, and also one thing I did want to add about Cookson as well is most recently he served as the assistant coach for HC Lugano of the national league, which also may sound familiar to some of you listeners out there, because that was the team that Philip Kershev played for before coming over and joining the Blackhawks organization as well. So, um, someone Cookson is someone that not only is familiar with his coaching staff, but he, he has some experience with one of their players and, um, overall, it, it just seems like the right fit. The Blackhawks were obviously needing another man at the NHL level. They're probably still going to add one more, I think down in the AHL too. Um, but happy to hear that Rob Cookson is the newest addition to Derek King staff. And I believe he is going to, uh, join the Blackhawks for their game on Saturday to make his debut behind the Hawks bench. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Wednesday, November 17th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show and be sure to go and follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, go and check out the Locked On Bets podcast if you like money and this is the podcast for you. It's hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and even Lee Sterling's lock of the day by simply following the Lockdown Bets podcast. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to check out Lockdown Bets wherever you get your podcast. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman 2 or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on any one of my Twitter accounts or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, go Hawks. Let's make it four in a row. And thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.